I really like your camera angle, Ozzy. It's going to give you quite a lot of uh, gravitas. Welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tales. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we're mean, we're green, and we're on the screen. I'm sorry, that was a really bad one. This, this, I think that's the worst one that we've ever had. I'm sorry. I don't understand why they're mean, surely. That fits more for the Incredible Hulk rather than the Ninja Turtles. Obviously, they're really, really nice guys. <laughs> but I think it means mean as in like Michael Jackson was bad. I mean, Michael Jackson was bad in the 80s. Like, and we're moving on, moving on. Like, uh, like, I think Michael Jackson then... was actually trying to tell us something. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> literally wrote a song about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he also had a very famous music video where he started off as a really nice guy and then turned into a complete monster. <laughs> anyway, seriously though, if you've never heard this show before... Then hold on to your cows because we're about to have a bunga bunga. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Oh my God. How many more of these have you got? Too many. Too many, to be honest. Uh, anyway, we uh, take the film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. But it's also going to be a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some impressions. Might be good, might not be. Some sound of film playing, maybe. I don't know. Uh, some sound effects and a lot of banter so do stick around uh, now this week's film on trial is the 1990 live action cartoon caper Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is it a hero in a half shell or is it turtle soup hopefully we're going to find out um, now this is week two of films on trial colon lockdown sorry that should be <laughs> lockdown Oh my god. Not call on lockdown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which one should be that as well, though, shouldn't it? <laughs> I unfortunately haven't experienced call on lockdown for about 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but just to say that if we do experience any issues, if there are any tips in sound quality, please let us know via our DMs on Twitter at film trials or just give us some feedback on how you found the episodes uh so just to say this will be a very spoilerific episode if you haven't seen teenage mutant ninja tales yet check it out it is free on youtube uh, i don't know if we should be directing people to it <laughs> <laughs> but it is i'm not lying it is free on youtube or i have a vhs copy of it that you can buy if you want <laughs> Just if you promise to send me it back, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a frog, you send me a tail, etc. Um, so you can listen to this episode after you've watched it, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by the lovely Austin, which will start around, I don't know, the 40 minute mark, 45 minutes, somewhere like that. But before we go on, our last film on trial was Cloverfield. Um, I don't know if I've got any sound effects that can describe Cloverfield. Let me try. I, I deleted my Halloween <laughs> Horror 1. What do you need? Is it a monster or screams? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's Cloverfield. And that basically sums up the film. Uh, I judged the film and I deemed that it should be placed on the hit list. I've since gone away and I've watched it. Did I make the right call? Well, I think I did. I really enjoyed it, to be honest. It was much better uh, this time around watching it when I wasn't being broken up with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to follow as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really actually really enjoyed it. I thought the direction was very good. Uh, what Joel was saying about them creating this really eerie atmosphere with not a lot of natural light or uh, music to go along with it really added to the whole fear aspect. There's a couple of things that did annoy me towards the end of it there. It was just a case of like, why are you still carrying the camera around? And, you know, there's one point where I felt like it was a natural ending just after spoilers. But, you know, we talked about it last week, so get over it. Uh, the helicopter crash, uh, and, you know, essentially TJ Miller's character dies, doesn't he? And the camera is just like on the ground. I feel like, wow, that's a really good ending. You don't know what's happened. Let's leave it at that. But then the, the other guy, 
goes, he's running away from this big monster that's just eating his friends. And he's like, actually shit, let me go back and get my camera. And then he, and then he gets it and then it ends up under a bridge somewhere. I just felt like the ending was a bit, you know, it could have been a bit better. But apart from that, I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. So Gav gives it two thumbs up. That's my fair to Wow. Two. Yeah. Two whole thumbs. Is that, I guess that's hundred percent the thumbs. One and a half thumbs. It's 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 a two thumber. Uh, <laughs> it's the next call, which coincidentally was Joel's nickname at school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, now on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, I haven't actually practiced this before. I'm just going to guess. This is what it sounds like. Um, can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. Right. Okay. Fuck it, you know. It's you know, you know when we started all right and descended into shit, which is pretty normal for you. But I, I don't know if you can see this. So you know, I have difficulties playing this side of the film with my big fingers and with one hand next to the microphone at the best of times. Well, now because my microphone's attached to my face, I'm having to play like this, so I can't even see what I'm fucking playing. I may as well just give up. I'm sorry. Or I could be sensible, learn what song I'm going to play, do it before the episode, maybe so it sounds decent and I don't embarrass myself on a weekly basis. But that's too much effort to be honest. Anyway, right. Uh, he looks a bit like the 21st century Pied Piper. <laughs> That's the logo I was going for. Oh, Shredder from TV. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so this week's film hasn't been picked out of the heart of random, but it was actually chosen by our very own Ozzy, who said, and I quote, this film is without a doubt the greatest film of the 1990s. And although he later revealed that he hadn't watched the film in about 25 years, I was basing his opinion on his famously questionable movie recollection. So uh, you have since gone away and rewatched it. You're going to be defending it tonight. So has that opinion of yours held up? I'm going to tell you now, this is by far the best turtle film in the 1990s. <laughs> by, by a long way. Best film about turtles I've ever seen. Wow. Okay. Uh, that, that, you know, I, I must. You know, what, actually, I, 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 I joke. I actually think this is one of the best films of the 1990s, regardless. Considering what it had to play with, yeah, yeah. This is this this managed to be one of the darkest, most violent films to fit within a PG rating. Wow. About Strong turtles. arguments already. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, don't reveal yourself too much, Justin. Um, uh, <laughs> Put your pants back on. <laughs> Put your pants back on. Uh, okay, so uh, all of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random, um, apart from Ozzy, who will be defending it. So joining Ozzy and trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Dave. Now, Dave is just like Raphael. He's the only one of us who is regularly leaving his safe space to go to work, dealing with the filth on the street on his way. Uh, and and Austin is just like Donatello. He loves flogging his stick. Uh, <laughs> I think you may have got that mixed up, as always, Gav. I'm pretty sure Dave's prosecuting it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm prosecuting it. Yeah, it's, it's me. It's me and Austin. I mean, you, you literally can't get the staff. You've, li- you've got nothing to do 24 <laughs> 7, and you still manage to screw it up. Oh, would you do me a favor? Like, maybe it's because you're so boring on a day to day basis that I forget what you say when you say I'm, I'm prosecuting it. Okay, it's just uh, Event Horizon and the Warriors went so well for me and Gav that he just wanted a different teammate. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so yeah, well, Dave isn't then. Austin is uh, defending it along with Joel. And Joel is just like Splinter, spending a lot of time isolated from the rest of the world, has left him looking like a sewer dweller. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, joining Dave... No, I don't know who the fuck's prosecuting <laughs> with me. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> you and Dave are prosecuting. Prosecution is going to be me. And I swear to God, if, if you say you're like one of the Ninja Turtles, then everyone's just leaving this girl. <laughs> just, just pipe down, would you? Me and Dave are going to be trying to put this film on the shit list. And I... I'm just you're like one of the poos that's floating in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's fucking PG. You don't see any floating turds, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and although it probably would have been a better film, would have been definitely more realistic if there were floating turds. I am just like Michelangelo. Nah, there we go. What? I've just fucking said Austin's like Donatello and Dave is like Raphael. I'm doing the whole thing. Who else am I going to pick? Like, goon number three. 
<laughs> Essentially, yeah. I'm just yeah, like yeah. Michelangelo. I'm terrible at impressions. I love pizza, not wearing any pants, and I'm by far the most unlikable one of the entire group. Uh, and I've just realized I'm wearing orange as well, so it's meant to be, isn't it? It's meant to be. Um, and just like real court advocates, all of us will be making will be making the best case for our roles. Now, these may or may not be our real opinions, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts, which means this week, Alex will be playing the judge. Uh, Alex is a little bit like Leonardo. Yeah. He's bored! Uh, he is uh, bored, ladies and gentlemen! Uh, Just like Leonardo. So is this, anyway, a, is this a recurring joke now? Can we please leave the laughter track that long every time as well, please? <laughs> It's just an observation. It, yeah, it's just an observation. Um, now, Alex must decide which list this film should be placed on, hit or mm. shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion. Alex, or insults have you seen being the film? received. Yeah. Alex, have you seen the film before? Uh, yes, but I was three. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, so uh, it'll be very fresh. Um, now, before we get started, I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is all about. So why don't we spin the wheel of impressions? Here, what we do is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it has landed on Joel... So, how would we like Joel so, to read out the synopsis? In the like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, personally. Yeah. Kind of, kind of Which surfer one? dude, sort of. Right. Yeah, like Michelangelo, he's got the surfer dude kind of accent, hasn't he? Yeah. Can you do that, Joel, without making him sound like a Cornish farmer? <laughs> uh, I, I try. I mean, Cornish farmers aren't a specialty. <laughs> because they kind of might, they, they might, uh, you know, merge into one. Okay. Oh, a Teenage Mutant now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good first Four try. teenage mutant ninja turtles emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from a gang of criminal ninjas, dude. Nice. <laughs> nice. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, you sounded a little bit like Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So without further hesitation, Alex, would you like to please kick off proceedings? Yes, I would love to. Uh, like I say, I, I did watch this film when I was three. Mm, I did watch good it a memories. few times. Uh, good memories. It was always on in the house, to be honest. So I have watched it. Pull-ups. There you go. Pausing it to empty your, pu- your pull-ups. Uh, exactly, yeah. That's, that's, what I was, that's, that's what I was doing all the time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which argument are you doing, Joel? <laughs> Sorry, uh, Joel. I'm on the shit list. I've got a separate list over this side. Um, yeah, so... Basically, I feel a little bit like part of my childhood is on trial this episode. So, prosecution, I'm going to give it to you. Can you tell me why, when I loved this so much as a child, I was wrong? Because Gav. you had a child's brain, a child's <laughs> attention span. <laughs> like, watching this with a fully formed adult brain, you realize very quickly that it is not very good. It is like what Joel said before, or somebody, I can't remember, they said it's a little bit like kind of gritty and grimy and dark. And I mean that more, uh, in not just sort of a sense of aesthetic, but also like literally it is very dark. It looks like it's been filmed through somebody's jumper. It's, it, it's a bit like Batman or Escape from New York, you know, these films that were purposely filmed dark. Um, so they could get away with stuff. So, you know, like props and backdrops uh, looked more realistic because it was they were very, dimly lit there's a lot of that going on whenever you go into like the summer uh, sorry in, in the sewers uh, it's, it's, I mean the story is like there's four turtles who have been, been covered in toxic waste along with a rat and they grow up to be these crime fighting turtles we're introduced to this city which uh, New York and um, I don't know why I said that, like city, like is, is this city, like, New- I don't know if you've ever heard of it, New York, uh, it's, America, it's not York where those farmers are from that Joel was doing a question up before. Um, now it's so, there's a crime wave going on. There's loads of kids that are stealing a load of just miscellaneous shit for some reason. And we find out that it's a criminal empire run by this Japanese uh, ninja warrior called Shredder. Um, we don't really know what his motives are, but he's asking all of the kids to rob all of this stuff for him. 
and then the turtles have got to stop them. And that's, that's essentially it. Like that, that, you know, the, the stuff that happens along the way where they, they befriend a reporter who's trying to kind of uncover the criminal mastermind and what's going on. Uh, Splinter gets kidnapped. Uh, I think that's about it. In, in an hour and a half, those three things happen and they're stretched out for, for a long time. Am I wrong? Okay. All right. Defense, uh, Aussie, uh, you know, this is your film. Gav's saying it's too dark, you can't really see it, you know, maybe for the special effects, and the plot's just so simple it doesn't even exist. What do you say to that? I think, I, I mean, I think Gav's right, is that it is a little bit dark for today's tastes. Um, you know, we've got really high-def uh, TVs these days, so things like that get lost. You've got to remember, this is, you know, filmed in the 1990s. It was, um, most films around about that time are either too dark or, or look a bit shoddy. You know, this is a VHF release and, and unfortunately that's the only version that we're able to really watch uh, these days as well so you, you know you're limited from that ty- type of view but but in c- considering the technology available i think they've done a, a great job and you know it, it, the, the darkness as well helps you to to mask a little bit of the special effects in terms of the 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 teenage mutant ninja turtles themselves you know they've been made by jim henson you know and i think that that darkness and the, and the grittiness <coughs> helps the, to, to grasp what they're trying to do of, of the, the city. I don't think uh, that's ever been an issue in any of the other films to say it's too dark. That's, that's kind of the, you're trying to get the, the grittiness of the city um, with that. So that's not an issue. And the lack of, the lack of plot, I, I think is, uh, again, you've got to think about this as a PG. This is a film for kids. And in actual fact, what's going on there? So the, um, you know, the, the gravity of the situation, the gravity of the, the crimes is enough as children, I think is enough there for children and adults to enjoy. This is a family film with, you know, it's got a dark tinge to it. And even in terms of the content, but it's, it's all within the PG bracket. Um, I think there's enough going on for, for people to enjoy this, even from the off, you know, you, you get this quite convoluted starting sequence of all of the crimes going on. And it's quite, you know, it's quite comedic as an adult. And I think it's meant to be. So as a child, you'd be baffled and, and think, oh wow, this is so so serious. All of these like TVs being robbed from under people's nose. But then, as an adult, you'd be like, Haha, that's quite good. That's quite you know, it's quite funny how they managed to pull that off. And then, um, but the plot itself, you know, it can't be too uh, too over the top and too convoluted for children, which is who it's aimed at. You know, this was this was a film designed to sell toys. And and you know, look at it. I've still got the toys. That's how good a film is. Okay, Gav. <laughs> I mean, like, we shouldn't base whether a film is decent or not. Whether it, if Austin owns a toy, the belongs to the fucking film. I own a toy that too. Can we, toy. Have, can we have a show of hands? Who does own a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toy? I, I wish As it in owns or owned. Pre, owns. <laughs> or, you I know did, what I mean? I would, I would know where it. would would know where it is if it needed to find it. No. <laughs> I mean, well done. I mean, like, that's more than half of you. Um, okay, right, well, so what I was going to say is that Austin says that this is aimed at kids, and my question is, is he? I don't, I don't really know who the audience is here, because, you know, it's based on teenage... <laughs> <laughs> Good little doll. No, <laughs> I, like, it's based on a graphic novel originally, isn't it? Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's where they're from. So you've already mm-hmm. got a fan base that enjoy the graphic novel, right? And then that was made into a kids' TV show, so the fans of the graphic novel didn't really like the kids' TV show because it made it too kiddie you know like and it was you know they introduced aliens and you know matching outfits and you know eating pizza and whatever you know uh so when this film is made you've got a lot of elements from the original graphic novel series but then you've got elements from the kids tv show as well so the kids who enjoy the cartoon they're tuning into it but you don't have all the stuff that is there you don't have crank you don't have bebop and rocksteady you don't have a lot of the humor it's it's kind of weird this weird mix like who is this film supposed to be for the fans of the cartoon the fans of the comic like cross section i don't know it was a way of reuniting the whole and rebooting the whole franchise essentially like to bring it all back together so you you bring in the original fans and the cartoon fans all as one in in what's essentially you know quite i think it's quite an interesting story in some sense you know it's a it's a way of you know bringing a team together it's got a moral it's it it is aimed at kids primarily it's a kid's story working as a team and and to to overcome adversity it's 
it's quite but quite obvious, Gav. I don't understand how you can't get it. <laughs> I, right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in before this gets really personal. Uh, Dave, uh, like I just talking about the special effects because there's a bit of uh, you know people aren't agreeing on that. What do you think of the special effects in this film? Uh, the most notable bit of the special effects you have to mention are the costumes for the turtles themselves, which, as Austin said, they were designed by Jim Henson. I think this was actually one of the last projects that Jim Henson himself actually worked on. Uh, was helping to design the costumes for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they looked all right, all things considered. They did have to speed up the frames in the action sequences because the actors actually couldn't move as fast. the uh, The costumes were quite cumbersome; they weren't very practical. So, in like the dialogue scenes, they had to speed them up. The frames up and the intro the action scenes you had to speed them up even more so in that regard special effects you can tell that they're sped up you know maybe at the time you couldn't have spotted it so uh, so clearly but from today's perspective looking back it's like yeah you can see quite clearly that they've had to speed up the frames it looks a bit off it's a bit jarring uh, so in that regard they weren't really well done also i want to say that jim henson also wished that he hadn't helped out on this film he uh yeah he stepped away from it. he wasn't happy with the finished product at all um so yeah, special effects are okay for the time. Bear in mind, this is actually an independent film. This didn't really have big studio backing when it came to be made. So with that in mind, they've done a decent job, you know, securing the help of Jim Henson um, with the with the uh, the budget that they had, with the CGI effects that they had at their disposal. They've done a decent job, but does that mean they're good effects? No, with regret. No, they're not. Decent Joel. job. I think you'll hear there from from the prosecution <laughs> admitting a decent job. I did hear it. I did hear it. Uh, Joel, uh, where are you with the with the the darkness in the film? Like you know, talking about you know, is it a good comedic or serious? Get you know, Gav sort of saying it, it sort of loses its way and it's not for anyone. Doesn't 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 tick anyone's boxes. What do you think? Um, well, I think this was made for the fans. I think if you watch it now, you know, and you've never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before, you probably would be a bit like, you know, what the hell is this? But the same way um, as you'd watch, you know, anything from that type of area, if you didn't know what it was, like E-Man, for example, uh, you'd be like, what is this? But I don't think you can really downplay, like, you know, that nostalgic factor, um, especially if you watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid, which anyone from our generation you know, almost definitely did. And it's it's proper typical turtles, you know, that nobody's really mentioned the dialogue, but like kind of the way the turtles would speak in the cartoons and the comics and things like that. Um, you know, just kind of like the I guess you'd call it like surferish dialogue. Um it's it's just it it's in there, you know, it's exactly how you'd expect it to be. Um and as I say, you just can't downplay that nostalgic factor you can't really put a price on that it's just you, you watch it and you instantly kind of transport it back to your childhood and um you know the, there's a there's a lot to be said for something like that and I, I don't think it's something that's super easy to do you know you think of something like super mario you you don't watch that and be like wow you know that really reminds me of being sat in my bedroom playing super mario but, somewhere doesn't it but yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, but but this actually actually does that transport you back to those days where you were watching, you know, Ninja Turtles with your mates and throwing uh, nunchucks around. <laughs> that's a, that's, yeah, that, that's a really good point though as well. I said, it, I mean, the martial arts are great and actually done by stuntmen. You know, it's it, it's stuntmen within, you know, a massive foam costume. They're actually doing those stunts. So, um, you know, that's quite commendable. I think it's, it's, it's made by the same people who make uh, like Jackie Chan and the Bruce Lee movies. Oh, sorry, okay, you're cool. waving, waving away there, Gav. Oh, so I'm, trying say, to, I'm, I'm trying to wave at Dave, but then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? He doesn't know the name. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in different places on Zoom, aren't we? So trying to point anywhere, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm putting that Dave picture. Like, but, yeah, 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 but that I may not be him. <laughs> you see, I'm above you on my screen. Sorry, Alex. Ah. <laughs> so go on, Dave. I feel like you had something you wanted to say about what Joel was talking about then. Yeah, just when Joel mentioned the dialogue and you mentioned how, um, you know, they got the, the way the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles speak, they kept true to form on that one. To a degree, yeah, they sort of did. Um, they got, like, the speech patterns the same. You always got the, you know, Michelangelo was always the slacker, so they made him kind of a laid-back surfer dude. You know, this works, but the dialogue in this film is stilted. 
I mean stilted. I don't know if it's the delivery because it's coming through these these foam suits, or if it's just that the dialogue itself is that poor. As a kid, you don't notice it. You wouldn't, you know, a kid watching this probably wouldn't mind that as much. But as an adult looking at it, looking at the pauses in between dialogue, and there are like a good couple of beats pause uh, in between lines, and it just it seems so forced. It seems so wooden. It seems so stilted. I blame the suits. I really do. I don't think it's the actors' faults, but I do think it, it's very noticeable. And I think the one redeeming factor this film has is what Joel mentioned, the nostalgia criteria. Without the nostalgia, this film doesn't have much. If you put a kid who didn't grow up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in front of this film now, they'd lose interest within 15 minutes. Unless you grew up with it, there's nothing here for you. Okay, cool. Uh, can Ozzy? I just counteract the, the suits issue yep. by the dialogue? So I actually think they do the dialogue and the talking. Yeah, some of the actual script is, 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 a, you know, is a little... Uh, stilted, as a uh, as Dave would say, but you know, stilt Stilton is a very good cheese, and he doesn't like that. <laughs> Jesus, but, um, that is a great. But, no, but, but seriously, what I, what I mean is that, like, but I think they do really well considering the mask and considering the the costumes. Like, if you think about uh, like Spider Man, that when he's talking to the Green Goblin, you know, just two men in masks. Mm. Like that's pretty fucking shit. Whereas in this, you know, it's fully animated, and and so you know, this is twelve years earlier, fully animated and actual, actually working. And, and I don't think it's it's quite as jarring. Other than maybe some of the dialogue is a little bit, you know, dumbed down. It's meant it's it's, it's dumbed down for kids more so than the way the, the, than other films we've come to more, you know, more recently. You know, it's, it's part of its time, but the actual scene, the way it's been shot, is, is not. It's not bad at all. I don't think in the slightest. Gav, if you look like you want to say something. I, I do, I do. Um, yeah, firstly, I'd like to say I, I'm, I completely agree with what Dave said. Uh, I, I will also add that each turtle had two different actors playing the, the each turtle. So there'll be different scenes where you have one of the actors and one of the people who's providing the voice. So when it comes to dialogue, maybe that's the reason why it was so stilted because more often than not, people would be coming in to do um, a read-up of a scene that they weren't actually in. So uh, there's a lot of that. And when uh, Joel was talking about being faithful to the characters, I don't I don't agree with that because I was a fan of the, the, the cartoon series when I was a kid. And I felt like this film changed the characters a little bit. You know, Donatello was always the smart one. He was always making inventions. He was always, you know, like kind of the brainy one. And he didn't really have any screen time uh leonardo is the sort of like he is the the leader isn't he he is sort of like splinter version 2.0 you don't really get that as well michelangelo yeah he's you know he gets a bit of that you know sort of cowabunga surfer dude type thing but he provides a lot of the laughs in the cartoon and he doesn't for this you know just maybe it's because the comedy is a little bit unfunny and um, Raphael, there's always like a kind of um he's button heads with Leonardo who's who's the actual leader he's like the hot and heavy one he, he gets like caught up and really angry and he like kind of it takes things to the next level people have to rein him back because you know like maybe if they weren't there he could actually kill somebody we don't get any of that essentially all the tales become just the same they're all like sort of different varies of you know different shades of gray or green okay Good to know. Right. This is, you know, it's a kid's film. I feel like we talked about the special effects, you know, and, and, and the, you know, the, the costumes and stuff like that. What about the action sequences? Because also, you know, primarily it's a, it's a, it's an action film. So I was going to go, Joel, what, you know, what are your thoughts on the actual action in the film? Uh, it's, it's decent, you know, it's a typical kind of, you know, nineties action, I would say. Um, you know, Dave touched on the fact that it had a, kind of low budget um but i think they they did really well with it you know i think austin <laughs> mentioned as well that you know the um the fighting scenes are really well done in terms of the choreography and things like that uh, it is kind of corny but you'd, you'd expect that from world one ninja turtles into like a, a kid's film like there's a bit where um like the ninjas burst in and one of them's got nunchucks and uh, Michelangelo's like, you know, I use nunchucks as well. And they have like a, a, a nunchuck off, basically. They just kind of flip nunchucks around for a few minutes. Uh, so it, it's kind of like that typical 90s uh, kind of corny, you know, feel to it. But in terms of the actual fighting, it's, they're, they're pretty decent, especially for, you know, what is essentially some martial arts guys in foam suits. 
Um, it, I would say it's pretty much what you can expect, and especially for the budget as well. If you said to me that this film had like, I think it was something like 120 million budget, or maybe even 20 million, I can't remember what it was, but it was low. Um, and and you compared it to something with like a 200 million pound budget, like a you know Jean Claude Van Damme film or something like that. Uh, you know the the fight scenes wouldn't look out of place in any of those films. Um, but what does look out of place is when a lacorn's got its nose up the rock's arse. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's a weird segue there, Joe. Right at the end, <laughs> <laughs> the point, I was really with you right up until the end. But I'm, sure, I'm, I'm exposing to everybody listening at home some of the tactics that the Gab is going to using his webcam, which Listen, he started. Joel, I'm, I'm just retaliating. You were doing the exact same thing when I was going on about the tails there, like showing the bloody crotch shot of the marshmallow man from Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's it's all, very, all right. Can I just quickly count Joel and just say that the, the yeah. Can you just move your microphone a little bit away from your mouth? It's really loud. <laughs> you, sound, you actually sound like the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> this, I feel like I've lost total control of this. Uh, <laughs> you never had any control. <laughs> can I just say the action isn't that great? Yeah, yeah you can say that. I will say that the action isn't great. They do a technique right at the very beginning, but the very first turtle fight scene is in complete darkness. So there's a lot of goons. They're about to attack April. Then all of the lights go off. And then you hear like a lot of sound effects of people getting beaten up. And then the lights come back on and they're all on the ground. And it's like, yeah. oh God, hey. Right. And it's like, okay, that works to an extent. It's sort of like Jaws. They're not revealing what the turtles look like until, but that happens again later on. They do the same shit technique. And it gets to the point where you're like, are they just doing this to hide the fact that the guys in the costume can't really fight that well? And when you see different fight scenes later on, there are a couple of scenes where it's like, yeah, it's like they're doing an all right job, but there are a lot of kind of quick cuts and quick edits in between different shots to make it look like they're fighting. But in reality, the guys in the costumes probably just had a real difficult time even maneuvering. So it's just a lot of quick pacey cuts and shots to make it look like it was actually better than it was. But does it pull it off, Ozzy? Yeah, I mean, it does look better than it was. Exactly, and that's the whole point of the of the cuts, isn't it? You know, that's what the that's the director's job to to make a fight scene look impressive and to and to really pull it all together. Is there are loads of quick, snappy shots? You know, this is back in the nineties as well. So to be doing that technique is is fairly standard to do it well, like they're doing this. I think is brilliant. So um, I, I I completely agree with Gav's uh, comments that they they're doing quick and snappy cuts, but it, you know, I. I disagree with the way I take it. I think they did a really good job and there's so much of it is actual uh, stuntmen delivering the uh, the scenes that, that, you know, you've got to commend it just just for that. You know, you can tell that there are people in these costumes actually doing martial arts and they're doing good martial arts. The only thing I'd, I'd let off is that there's only so much you can do within the, um, within the costume. So by the mm -hmm. time you get to the, uh, to the, the big boss man, uh, when they're fighting Splinter, it's a little bit, You've seen Ship. it. Well, you know you've seen it before in the, in the big battles to run up to it. So that's the only real letdown as an as an adult. So, but what but what happens essentially is then Splinter comes in. So uh, so Shredder defeats all of the all of the turtles like pretty easily, and then Splinter comes in and then beats Shredder really easily because he's so much yeah, better. Really, really easily. Like it's but, such an anticlimax. Okay, like, holy Dave. shit. <laughs> I want to want to ask you about the ending. So you know, it seems you know the the story's been got. It's a simple story, but uh, you know, I think this did this set up a franchise after it. There was another film afterwards as well, wasn't there? It was already a franchise, really. This yeah. film just kind of kept that ball rolling a little longer. Don't get me wrong; this film was successful. This had a very loyal fan base. Um, pinnacle of Turtles films. <laughs> It was the start of Turtle Films. I'll give you that one. <laughs> but um, no, the, the the ending itself is a little underwhelming. It does leave it very open. You know, they clearly wanted uh, a cinematic, you know, Turtles franchise. I mean, they didn't really do franchises as much back then as they did that. Maybe they wanted a trilogy out of it. Maybe that was what they were hoping for. Uh, they made it quite clear that, that those were their hopes. Um, it, it's a fair ending. It would stand on its own two feet if necessary, but you can tell that wasn't what they were going for. And like Gav said, it, it, it does wrap up a little all too conveniently in a nice little package okay cool joel do you agree with that uh, i mean pretty much yeah but you know what would you expect from 
Well, it's essentially a film, you know, aimed at kids. It's like watching Power Rangers, where at the end, you know, all the um, whatever they're called, like morphing things, turn into the Megazord. The Megazord then kicks like the big bad guy's ass and they've saved the day. Same type of, you know, structure here. They all just meet up at the end. They overcome the adversity. They rescue the day. Uh, and, you know, jobs are good and type of thing. And they go back. They have some pizza and they get fucking smashed and do some cocaine and that's pretty much the end of the film. <laughs> wow. I guess there was a kid when I saw it so maybe no, I didn't uh, understand. So, to be fair, it was Parmesan on the pizza joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can I just say, uh, very, very quick one about story, right? Very, very quick. Um, it, this is a film about ninja mutant turtles but you hear that and you're like, holy shit, this film is going to be good and you watch it and it's quite boring. You know, like there isn't a lot that really happens in the film and there's a fairly sizable chunk, maybe about 15 minutes or so in the middle of the film where the tales go to a retreat at some farmhouse outside the city and generally just sit off for a bit. They literally just like kind of just sitting off in different rooms and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Why isn't anybody beating up anybody? You know what I mean? And like my biggest question about it is that, you know, Shredder is like this like giant uh, figure you know like he is like this superpower and he's just got an army of trained ninjas that could literally tear people in half and yet he's got little biff kids going around stealing fucking video players for him and it never gets revealed why what's his big nefarious plan you don't really know he's just getting a little it's like he like as i said before he's essentially like the 1990s version of fagan from oliver <laughs> And, and and what's wrong with that? <laughs> like Oliver Oliver was a great film, and this is you know if you if you want to call it that, then maybe it was bringing Oliver to the to the kids of the nineteen nineties. You know, it's you've got to you know you've got to draw inspiration from wherever you can, and if if, if that's what they've done with, with him for this, like I, I think it 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 is a you know that is a bit of a, a loose. Uh, a, a loose end of some sort you know what is it that they're doing you know what, why are these crimes you know ranging ranging from such petty theft through to you know like crazy crazy uh, uh you know close to gangster style um let's be fair crimes. it's not gonna be like a triple homicide that the ninja turtles are investigating <laughs> yeah. isn't it i mean that's part of it because but, to fall know. into the but to fall into the pg category you know there's got to be a limit to what they can and can't tell you is going on and and all of the baddies are classed as robots because you're not actually allowed to hit anyone in a pg at the time so so they had to be things they couldn't be people and that's in in the cartoon version all of shredder's army were robots in this they're clearly men because there's a a bit later they're meant to be robots and shredder beats them up and says oh you divvy <laughs> oh, you know, paraphrase. <laughs> okay, thank you. I feel like I've got a lot about Shredder and the characters and the turtles. So, you just thinking about, I remember being three and finding this was a banging soundtrack. Uh, is that is that is that true? Is that still true? Yeah, uh, I don't know what you're laughing at because this is this is great. This is this is nineties music at its finest. Starting off with like MC Hammer to 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 open. The, you know, opening the scenes, you know, it's got that very synthy uh, 90s sound to it, you know, like a New York hip hop synthy bit, you know, synthy weird Casio keyboard sound to it. I think it's great. I think it really sets the scene and it brings you back to being a kid again. It's listening to this genuinely, like, you know, you know exactly where you are. I, th- I don't, I don't know. I, I can't wait to hear what the, uh, what Gav's gripe is with the soundtrack. Gav, neither can I. What's your gripe with the soundtrack? <laughs> did, did you wait until the end of the film? Jesus Christ, that rap. <laughs> like, there's like, something about films in the 90s, especially kids' ones, where they had to get, like, like PG raps in, you know, and it is absolutely awful. Like, some of the lyrics in it are just terrible. And the, the, what annoys me the most is that it, it basically sums up the entirety of the film. The guy is just basically 
recapping the entire film in a really shit rap. You know, the, That's I, I bet they... you the all white executive board of the, you know the tales were like, "Oh, this sounds really great. This is what the kids are listening to these days. Let's get this in." It is painful. It is painful to listen to. I wish that I we could have the rights to, to play so. it now. <laughs> I, like, I, I still don't get what your gripe is. That happened in so many films at the time and so many TV shows. Like, oh, what about the Fresh the Prince of Bel Air? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air is literally him rapping. The, the intro to Fresh Prince of Bel Air is him rapping about the, the entire show. Yeah, and okay, then right. the outro you, is the same. It's the same. And then Will Smith doing one of his raps that he did, like in Men in Black or Wild yeah, Wild yeah. West or whatever, but without any of the charisma or charm of Will Smith. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what you've got with this. But that, but that happens in so many things. Like, there's, I'm sure there's a Nightmare on Elm Street thing that Will Smith did as well, you know, and it's awful. Because he just did Nightmare there is a on Elm Street, on Elm Street so rap. Yeah, yeah, and it's the <laughs> same vibe. It's the same. <laughs> I think he was. He did it. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Uh, it's called a Nightmare on My Street, not. Elm yeah, Street. yeah, Nightmare on My Street. Yeah, uh, a Nightmare on uh, in Bel Air. Yeah, well, it could well have been, but but th- that's just what happened at the time. You can't judge a film based on the you you know, for that. I will, and I have, and it's. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't I'll think it. Is. I think it's. I think it's cute. I think it's nice. If I may, it's that nostalgia factor again. The, the soundtrack is fine for its time, I suppose. Like, like Austin said, all the films were doing this sort of thing. It's it's naff looking back on it now. It really dates it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was of its time, I guess, is the uh, is the way you'd explain it. Okay, cool. But it was it was of its time is also how you explain you know hereditary racism. So it's uh, it's not necessarily a good <laughs> how, thing. That's true. <laughs> While that statement may be true, there is no tenuous, there's no hereditary racism within Eternals. And that any is, correlation yeah. that he has tried to imply <laughs> with that I mean, statement. Like, it's inception of That's a little bit on the line. Splinter uh, with his old Japanese accent uh, being voiced by the voice of Elmo. It's, it does sound a little bit like a. <laughs> A really bad stereotype at some points. Okay. Uh, <laughs> defense, anything to say to that? Splinter, good character. He's fine. I mean, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, go on. Yeah, like, the, the, there's no issues with it at all. Um, <laughs> it's, it's from the 1990s, you know what I mean? I don't think you can really nitpick at something that small. Okay. Well, he's, not in, he's not in enough to, to really... Um, worry about either way you know who he is because you already know who the tales are you know he's the leader you understand the jeopardy he's in when he gets kidnapped it's not a mickey rooney in breakfast and tiffany sort of deal going on no okay good right i feel like i've got enough but has anyone got any burning things that they really want to say Gav, can i just talk can we just say one thing right in 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 the cartoon right splinter gets um, radioactive waste poured on him, right? Sure. And then, like, along with the tails, he gains like sentience. He becomes, you know, he, he mutates. He becomes what he is. Yeah, right. Uh, now, in this film, for some reason, they didn't go down that direction, and he is instead the pet of like a samurai warrior, right? Who, while the samurai is training and doing his, you know, his, his routines or whatever, I don't know, he's practicing his fighting styles in his dojo or whatever, the rat is practicing alongside him. The rat just like kind of like is. And so, this is like, we were talking about how great the special effects was with regards to the costumes and the tails, but there's this one bit where there's this little pet rat in a cage doing like, you know, the fucking crane kick from the karate kick, <laughs> and it looks as awful as it sounds. I don't know why they decided to go, so he's like some just super intelligent rat from the very beginning, who then gets a little bit of uh, radioactive waste poured on him and grows to be just a bigger version of himself. Have you never seen Pinky in the Brain? (laughs) (laughs) Intelligent rats do exist. I've also uh, got a couple of um, things about uh, uh, characters. Um, So I I noticed that neither... If there's shit as your other points, do we need to hear them? (laughs) I I noticed that uh, the defence aren't making notes that um, your favourite actor, Alex, makes a very early, if not his earliest on-screen appearance here. Go on, who? 
Sam Rockwell. Aren't you the prosecution, Gav? You've just well, fucking nailed it. Like, this well, is... Well, I will you say... say uh, whoa, whoa. I will say... Right, this better be going oh, somewhere, Gav. Oh, oh my God. Sam oh, Rockwell's Sam Rockwell's it. talent, his charm, his screen presence is reduced to nothing more than a bit part. He is, like, completely forgettable in this. He essentially plays the operations manager of the underground youth centre that Sh- Shredder is running for all these little kids that he's got. So, essentially... Sam Rockwell is a pork chop mustache away from being Jeff from Biker Grove. That's what he's been <laughs> reduced to with this film. He's Jeff from Biker Grove. He's in it for about Jeff like from Biker 30 Grove. seconds. And exactly. He just pinpointed your I'd, weak point I'd, just to try and make you put it on the shit list. I'd rather have um, Sam, Sam Rockwell, Rockwell in a film as, than not in a film. As Jeff from Biker Grove. Exactly. Than not right. have Sam Rockwell and not be <laughs> Jeff from Biker Grove. All right, I, will, I will say that one of the only kind of human actors in this film is uh, or the only human is Casey Jones, who's like this vigilante, similar to the turtles that they befriend later on. And uh, Dave, you might have to help me. I can't remember the actor's name. He, uh, Elias Cotius. Elias Cotius, yeah, right. So this is one of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle canon's biggest heroes, and here he's played by perennial villainous character actor. <laughs> like, at the end of the film, at the very end of the film, this Austin was talking about this very underwhelming fight scene. It ends with Shredder falling into a garbage disposal truck. Right. And Casey, right, our hero, our hero of the piece, goes over to it, turns it on, and says, like, oops, as like all the mechanical, you know, uh, inside start like shredding away at, you Shredding know, Shredder. Yeah, shredding Shredder. And he's, he's, it's supposed to be done in this like sort of cartoonish, like comic schoolboy charm, you know, like, oh but, God. I mean, do, 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 does like Shredder erupt and his guts like fly up the side of the, <laughs> <laughs> no, the, side of the garbage thing? It's essentially, it's, like, it's like that scene from Fargo where Peter Stormer is shoving that guy <laughs> But this time it's overplayed with like the music from Benny Hill or something. <laughs> <laughs> and what and again, about that? You, Sounds bad. Yeah, and again, <laughs> you got to remember this is for kids. The, you know, the gore has got to be kept to a minimum. So, yeah. yeah, so so we just have to let that's in our imagination that Shredder is pulped. Shredder, shredded. <laughs> it, it's, right. Yeah, into mincemeat. Okay. Uh, final points, anyone? Or are we all happy? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I, have, I feel like I've got enough to reach my decision. Is there a quiz this week? There is a quiz, yeah, yeah. And uh, in, in honor of the turtles. It is an aquarium-based quiz. No, no, it's a quiz uh, loosely based on the tales. So we're going to start with uh, pizza. What mm. flavor pizza is the turtles' favorite? This pepperoni. Pepperoni. Anyone? Anyone else? Yeah, I reckon it's that. <laughs> yes, it's a good show. And what flavor pizza do they? What do they absolutely hate to be on a pizza? Anchovies. 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 Excellent work. That's two for two for our esteemed judge. In uh, in Home Alone, what flavour pizza is Macaulay Margarita. hoping to eat? Margarita. Cheese pizza. <laughs> How many slices of that pizza does he get to eat? Jesus. All cheese pizza. Yeah. All cheese, yeah. Uh, All cheese. Uh, in the original one, uh, yeah, yeah, in the original. beginning, yeah. what? Because Buzz says... If you want any, somebody's going to have to barf it up for you. <laughs> exactly. Zero slices of pizza. And in America, how many slices of pizza are eaten every second? Jesus Ooh. Christ. I'd say 100,000. I'm going to say it's less than 100,000. There are big people. I'm going to go for 500. 200. Ooh, that's close. Lower. 400. You're getting closer. I'm going to say it's 350 slices of pizza every second in the year, which I think is an incredibly large amount of pizza. How much of that is from John Goodman's household? (laughs) (laughs) No idea here. But what I do know... Not cool. John, if you're listening, he doesn't speak (laughs) (laughs) Goldman's. Jesus Christ. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I ran out of pizza facts that I, I know off the top of my head. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Right? Been, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all I know. I just watched that episode of something on pizza right at the weekend, and uh, they were all I could remember. <laughs> Instead of watching the turtles twice, I honestly have got nowhere. It's been a really, considering we're on lockdown, I found that I've been very, very busy. So uh, that's the best of the quiz. So hopefully that doesn't detract from your. Uh... Uh, well. <laughs> Thank you very much, Yossi. That was a wonderful, wonderful three-question quiz. <laughs> didn't seem to, I did touch on films a little. Uh, well, right. I, did, I, did, I did start by trying to work out uh, all different pizzas that have come up in films. So I was thinking about E.T., um, but I couldn't remember what flavour pizza they ordered. Would have been a great quiz. Yeah, it was going to be brilliant, <laughs> but, uh, but but it was just a lack of lack of time, to be honest with you. So there was a quiz in that. There's a, quiz in, there's a pizza in Princess Diaries. There's a pizza in a... It's better than the pi- quiz, pizza yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, It's films. a surprisingly large amount of pizza involved in Hollywood films. And, uh, and I just failed to do any major research to tell you what pizzas were in each. It's okay, so, your honesty is appreciated. Don't uh, worry about it. Sorry, guys. Don't worry about What's it. What's my okay. favourite pizza? <laughs> um, whatever type you threw up. <laughs> about Holiday Cottage. Uh, pizza Rosso, correct. It was mainly one? tomatoes. What's Joel's? Joel's is a very obvious one. Is it a meat feast? Yeah, meat feast, it is. <laughs> That's it. That's the answer. Sorry, is the answer. I that was his nickname at uni. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to uh, reach judgment. Many, many good arguments here. You know, I do feel like the prosecution did pull out that you know this is dated quite a lot. That you know some of the um, the special effects. You know, it's it's quite dark at times. That the you know the costumes it needs to be sped up so the costumes hamper and that you know some of the storyline just doesn't really make sense you know a super intelligent rat and you know just just the characters don't quite mesh but I have to say just going off the feeling I got from the defence arguments I just really want to see this film again like really quite desperately want to see this film again it did kind of like did make me think this will take me back to a time. Um, back in my childhood when I really did love the turtles and, you know, you know, and, and I think you can forgive quite a lot, you know, this delivery, it's kids film, you know, the, um, you know, the, the idea of it being pacey cuts and shots to sort of, um, go over and make sure that the fight sequences don't look shit. That a lot of it just seemed like good direction. And especially considering that they had low budget constraints, I was really, wasn't sure whether to put this on the shit list, but then Gav did mention Sam Rockwell, and I do, I do love Sam Rockwell quite a lot. So knowing that you know, I really want to go back to my childhood, and so Sam Rockwell is going to be there, made me definitely want to put this on the hit list. So well done, well done, everyone, especially Gav. Well done. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Well, congratulations, Joel and Ozzy. Uh, time for some. Honest opinions, and we can actually ask Ozzy this time around because usually when it's a film that we've picked ourselves, we don't really have to ask the person who's picked it what their genuine opinion was. But considering Ozzy hadn't watched it for about twenty five years, I think we should probably That's ask true. Ozzy, Ozzy to hold up. Uh, you know what? It it is dated. Uh, it's it's actually quite a hard watch because of how poor quality the uh, the filming is. Um, so it, I, I saw there was a bit, one available on DVD, and uh, but I just. I don't have a DVD player, so it's gonna. If there's no, there's no good streams available. I think you may struggle to find a decent enough quality to to properly enjoy. That did detract from it massively, um, but the actual film was fine. It's not, it's not a great film, um, in all honesty. But I feel lied to. I still enjoy. I still enjoyed it. I still think it's good. It's just not. You know, it's it's not great. It's not like. A, can't think of a shit film we put on uh, on on the hit list off the top of my head, but you know it's a, I, I think I think it was a good film still. I stand by it that it's the best turtle film made in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so on the right list, does he? Uh, yes, I think it is. Mm. I think it's. I think from a purely personal rose tinted glasses way of thinking, it's on the right list. Okay, uh, Joel. Uh, yeah, like I, I don't think I watched this when I was when I was younger, and 
I just I thought it was shit, to be honest. There's no other <laughs> way to describe it. Like, I just think it's pretty poor. Um, so, be, you know, watching it, I didn't think the, the darkness really bothered me that much. I think it was just kind of... Just a little bit over the top. Everything else. Yeah, it really was. Like I mentioned, like the typical kind of surfer attitude. But after like a few lines of dialogue, you just like, just fucking shut up. Because <laughs> it does start to grate on you after after a while. And um, I just don't think the Ninja Turtles translates translates well out of a cartoon. You know, I think pretty much every attempt they've done. I mean, I know the recent one is relatively. Uh, you know, high scored in terms of uh, Metacritic and those type of sites, but I, I just prefer the cartoon. I think what that's mm-hmm. what it is, and um, it'll be interesting to see what you, see what you think. But uh, you know, it, it didn't transport me back to my childhood. You just lied to your face. You lied. Right. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> you made it sound so good. <laughs> Damn it, okay. uh, uh, Dave. If it makes you feel any better, Alex, I didn't lie to you. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a as a kid. I had the sewer playset and I had the action figures. I had I had it all. I loved it, but I liked the cartoons. The film never really grabbed me. And looking back now as an adult, I see why it just isn't well made. It has aged horribly. Yeah, this is this is a poor film. It feels bad, like ragging on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because it was such a big part of our childhood. But I think if you ask most men in their 30s it's like oh what do you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I think I'd say 9 and 10 are going to go oh it's boss without even thinking about the film without without even listening to the argument put in front of them they're just going to say it's great and yeah I'd, it feels harsh but it's not a good film that's essentially slagging off your judgment there Alex <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say it's great without even thinking about it um, especially if Sam Rockwell's in it uh, I uh, yeah it, I mean it was better than Masters of the Universe and Mario <laughs> I don't even I think it is I prefer Masters of the Universe <laughs> really yeah genuinely uh, I, I, I could watch one of those again before this <laughs> really yeah. I, yeah. I mean I thought that like nah, it is pretty shit like it is pretty shit but well, tricked. Tricked is how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, so, higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Cloverfield, which got 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, I'm going to guess a fair Probably bit lower. Probably lower. lower. Like, I'm going to say 30s, maybe. Okay. Anyone higher or lower than 30s? 52, the nostalgia vote will get it quite high. I- I'm going with Dave, so 53. Yeah. Well, it's in between. It's 40%. Although, you're talking about nostalgia and people probably rating it without seeing it again. The audience score is 81, which I think is incredibly high considering it is shit. Um, <laughs> so, once again, I put up a poll on Twitter at the weekend and ask our friends and followers which list Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles should be placed on. 60% of them decided that it should be placed on the hit list. Once again, I think it's people who are just voting without actually going back and watching it because it's now impossible to watch it. Uh, you know, apart from that stream on YouTube, like you, you have to. Yeah, which is awful. Yeah, to be it's, fair. Not, it's not. And great it's got filled with adverts. Yeah, don't well, don't watch it. Don't watch it that way. Yeah. No. Well, uh, YouTube have also lowered the streaming quality because of the lockdown, and it's grainy anyway. So you yeah. pair those two things together, and it's like a shit sandwich. Well, yeah, it, was, it looked like it was with... filmed on a potato, mate. <laughs> I, I was just watching it with my eyes slightly closed uh, so the clarity would improve uh, anyway right so uh, before we adjourn the case I think it's time for a bit of a caption contest so what I'll do here is I'll take a screenshot of the film place it on Twitter and ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a frog shaped chocolatey treat so you guys have just got to pick the best caption. Uh, the caption is sorry. Uh, the caption is the caption is the image is Michelangelo looking pretty pleased with himself, holding up a lovely pizza. So which one out of? I'll trade you this whole pizza for a chocolatey treat. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> uh, number two, those assholes at Domino's didn't even cut the thing. WTF. <laughs> uh, guys, all I'm saying is Carol Baskin definitely killed their husband. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's a reference to Tiger Kings. I haven't watched that yet. Um, the next one is You Want a Pizza Me? Hey. Uh, oh. uh, and the next one is Well, I Had the Baby. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what I'll quote Ralph. Hashtag damn. 
I don't know what that means either. I'm don't sorry. Get that either. No. And the last one is pizza by Skype just wasn't the same. Social distancing, <laughs> social distancing sense the sharing is carrying motto straight down the drain. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna go for the what the fuck one. To Domino's one. Domino, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, I kind of like the Carol Baskins one just because it's very topical. I mean, it'd probably be totally, totally non-topical by the time we release this episode. Everyone yeah. would have watched Tiger King and uh, moved on, but still. I absolutely binged that because there was nothing else to watch. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And uh, Carol Baskin, you know, is to blame. I reckon... <laughs> Has everybody seen it? I've not seen it. I've not oh, seen okay. it. Okay, okay. let's not talk too much is about it, it right now then. It is it's good, definitely worth watching. Are you lying to me about it being? <laughs> no, no, it's actually good. It's actually good. That's what that's the, I'm trying to. Because I've been cutting my own hair, I'm trying to mimic his haircut. I'm going to do it. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, anyway, you didn't fucking decide which one was the funniest one, and you're all sort of like signing off. Now. Well, cheers uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> for listening in. Cheers uh, <laughs> for listening. Take over this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so which one? Well, uh, it's Ozzy's picks. It's his show, so we'll tiger. I'm going to give it to Carol Baskin. Tiger. Okay, right, congratulations, Mr. Positivity Wolfie T. You have just won yourself a flippity Freddo. Okay, if I hasn't so... made watching seven hours of Tiger King worth it, then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> He's come out of this with a Freddo, which okay. he probably will never get as well. <laughs> Right, um, so the next one has been picked out of the hat at random, and it is Ocean's Eleven. Right? And the roles have been picked out of the hat at random, so in the role of defence is going to be Dave and Alex. In Wait, which role, one? Uh, Wait, which uh, Ocean's Eleven? Uh, the, the, um, the George Clooney one. Okay. Me, go on. But I mean, unless you unless you want to defend, no, no, I don't think I would. No, I'd rather I'd prefer not to. Uh, and then in prosecution is going to be myself and Joel, which means Austin, you're going to be the judge. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you liked it, why not give us a five star review? Give us something to look at during lockdown because you know, we're not reading material. Um, and just spread the warm love that this film's on trial and follow us on all social media platforms Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at Film Trials, Films on Trial, etc. etc. So that is it. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Tales. Is a hit, is it? Oh, maybe not. But we'll be here next week with Ocean's Eleven. Goodbye. <laughs>